Wow, here's some news. Shake Shack giving back lots of money to the government after receiving aid. Who, who does that? We'll talk about what happened and what lessons you can glean from it as we learned today from George Kurtika from business banking app Joust on today's show. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Detroit, Michigan. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And I'm George Kurtika, sheltered in place in Portland, Oregon. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one from CNN Business. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we're going to dive into how these affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with your money the rest of your day, all in usually around 20 minutes. Today's podcast brought to you by Ubiquity Retirement and Savings. Thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. Ubiquity offers for simple online, affordable, small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. I know a lot of people aren't thinking about retirement now, but when you come out of this, you want your business to be stronger. And if so, you want to be competitive with a great retirement plan, get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit myubiquity.com to learn more. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. George Kurtica joins us again. I would guess... You and I haven't talked since the last time you were on a month ago, my friend, but I would guess you've been slightly busy in the last month. We have been a little busy, I would say. Um, you know, I think rushing to get these PPP funds and and, and loans, you know, we, we, we set up a calculator. We're trying to help people get access to these funds. And it turns out maybe the cards were stacked against, uh, you know, the typical small business owner. Um, so yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting month for sure. For those people, you talked about it on, on, uh, our stacking Benjamins podcast, but we didn't talk a lot about the PPP here. Can we, can we go over before? Cause, cause this, this headline we're going to talk about today is all about the PPP. Can you explain what the PPP was meant to do before we kick this off? Sure. Yeah, it's a paycheck protection program, and and you know, in brief, it was um, a, the forgivable loan component, right? So, as an employer, you were able to get, I believe, up to about two and a half, almost three months worth of loan forgiveness from the SBA administration, uh, as long as you promised not to uh, let anyone go during this uh, during this time, um, uh, you know, through the pandemic. So, it's part of the SBA CARES Act. And um, and there was quite a demand for it. But of course, the way the rules were written were to, you know, apply through the SBA, which I think they did about the, you know, like the amount of funds that they pushed through that system, which, by the way, was designed in the 80s. And I'm sure the code and, you know, and the computers behind there were are also from the 1980s. Um, you know, they pushed the, the like 70 you know billion through it. Some banks pushed through it in a week. And that's generally what they do in a, in a year. And so it, it's, it's crazy, right? There's um, the system was sort of set up to fail. There was no access, but, but at the end of the day, this was a, this was the program that treasury and the SBA decided. And, and this was the vehicle they decided to, to, you know, just disperse the loans through. Well, and with that auspicious beginning, let's see which friend of ours is going to help us kick off today's show. And we'll start talking about what may have gone wrong, rolling this out. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. Friends, check. Money, check. Check. 
Friends with money, let's do this. All right, as I mentioned earlier, today's piece comes to us from CNN Business, and it is written by, uh, who is it written by? Oh, there she is. Michelle Toe wrote this piece. It's called Shake Shack Returns $10 million Emergency Loan to the U.S. Government. Let's dive into Shake Shack giving some money back, shall we? Uh, Shake Shack find my spot here, is returning a $10 million loan it received from the U.S. government under an emergency program that was touted as a way to help small businesses pay workers and keep their operations running during the coronavirus crisis. The burger chain was awarded the loan as part of the Paycheck Protection Program. The $349 billion stimulus package overseen by the Small Business Administration ran out of funding last week. Over the last few days, there's been a growing backlash over the distribution of the funds. Several media outlets have revealed how large chunks of the package were taken up by chain restaurants, hoteliers, and publicly traded corporations rather than small local businesses. Shake Shack CEO Randy Garudi and Chairman Danny Meyer revealed their decision to give back the funding in an open letter Monday saying that the NYSE listed companies no longer needing the funds because they're fortunate now to have access to capital that others do not, they said. The company said in a filing Friday that it expects to be able to raise up to $75 million from investors by selling shares. The executives also shared their frustrations with the PPP, arguing that many restaurants have been left out unfairly because the program came with no user manual and it was extremely confusing. Yeah, Garuti further explained to CNN's Poppy Harlow that the program was a great opportunity for restaurants to receive funding, but the company changed its mind and returned the loan after hearing small business owner stories about not getting access to it. Uh, that doesn't seem right to us, he said on CNN Newsroom. As we watched this opportunity play out over the weeks, it was very clear that the program was underfunded and wasn't set up for everyone to win. Uh, Shake Shack has around $100 million in cash on hand. Uh, Harlow asked them why they applied for it in the first place, and Garuti said it was aimed at taking care of its workforce and maintaining liquidity. Uh, he quoted uh, Garuti, uh, our team members have equal value to any other team member in the world. Uh, by returning our $10 million, that's $10 million that can go back into the pot and go to the people that deserve it. We hope it can go inspire the next round, he said. Uh, Shake Shack's reversal was praised by Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. He tweeted Monday that he was glad to see the burger chain return the money. So, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. You mind reading that last? We'll finish it off after this one no. last paragraph here. Yeah, one, one more line here. Uh, Garuti and Meyer are now calling on the SBA to increase funding to the program. They also want the U.S. agency to sign a local bank to work with each applicant and ease the process and make the forgiveness policy more flexible. All that I'm hearing, George, I don't know about you, is widespread criticism of of the of the program and how it was uh, how it was laid out. I try not to have part of that be my own bias, uh, applying with our company and not getting funding, even though we our our loan application was in 36 hours after we were allowed to have it in. So, and, and that was only because of confusion on the bank's part, by the way, not confusion on our end. So I thought ours was in very quickly and still, then we see these huge, huge companies getting money, but, but, but do you blame companies like Shake Shack? I mean, if you're eligible for the money, wouldn't you take it? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a good question, right? Like at the end of the day, what's the you know, the cheapest uh, form of capital, you know, in order to successfully run your business is, is, is sort of what you should be thinking about. And and clearly, if, uh, you know, the way in which the rule was written was five, no more than 500 persons in the company, well, Shake Shack employs more than that, but it's they were able to get around it because it's less than 500 per restaurant. So the rules were, the loopholes were big, right? Big enough to drive, uh, you know, this, this through. And um, I think um, on one side, one, you're like, well, maybe, you know, they deserved it like everyone else because that's the way the rules were written. On the other side, um, you know, it's really hurting Main Street. You're hearing, you know, yeah. local restaurants aren't getting access to these funds. They never had a chance. I saw also um, uh, uh, a lot of people laying blame at the foot of big banks, right? That that that, that banking institutions were were to blame largely because because there were no rules. What I heard col- colloquially, easy for me to say, was that uh, banks banks going to their preferred customers first, their bigger customers first, rearranging the loans because they can send them in and whatever, you know, that there was no requirement that they had to send them in a certain order. But then I thought about that after a few days, George, and I thought, if I'm a banker and I have, let's say Shake Shack's my customer and they're one of my biggest customers, if I don't, process Shake Shack's loan first as a business owner, well, then I'm cutting my own throat. I need to make sure that my biggest customers are taking care of the best. That's the way, I mean, whether you're a big company, a medium-sized company, a small company, you're going to take care of your best customers first, aren't you? So for, for me, even though I feel like there's a lot of blame going to the banks, that might be misplaced also. Yeah, 100%. I think the initial confusion, I mean, the rules were still being written the day before they were allowed to apply for the loans, um, was how fast can the banks refresh their balance sheet, right? And so how fast can they get the money through? And because the rules were still being written, it was very tough for the banks to know, like, what were the sort of forgiveness components and what, you know, what what is it that they needed to submit in order to get these loans? So you're a banker, Shake Shack's your client, by the way, you're getting 1% of that whatever you know loan that they took, right? The bank is making money. So the Fed's giving you free money. The bank's making 1% origination fee on that loan. Of course, you're going to take care of the biggest clients that you right. have. Right? I mean, I'm sorry that that's just the way capitalism <laughs> works, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, you can't fault them, right? Like this, this is this is something that um, unfortunately there was a lot of big loopholes. It was rushed through Congress, and and things were sort of you know left out, and so people took advantage of it. And and you know, unfortunately, I think um, again we you know smaller uh, smaller businesses weren't able to get the funding that they needed, and now it looks like they're trying to rush through a second um, a second package. Well, and I want to get to that next, but I do want to finish this because, you know, we started with the companies. Okay. Companies are eligible. I like what Danny Meyer had to say in the quote that you read that, listen, our, our team members are as important as anybody else's team members. I, I get that too. Um, so if they're eligible and even if it's a loophole, if they can get the money to support their team members and keep them employed. Okay. uh, I get that. I get the banker motivation. So then are, are we kind of then saying that this lies at the feet of Congress, right? By not thinking through all the unintended consequences before they went and handed out a bunch of money? I think um, it, it does to a point, but also it, it, I think there's a, just a pervasive issue in that now businesses aren't encouraged. I mean, okay, now you have $100 million on your balance sheet. 
that's a business that is encouraged to keep some liquidity there instead of you know paying it back in dividends for these types of situations, right? You look at a small business owner on Main Street who maybe has one, two months of payroll, it's a little bit different than having a hundred million dollars in your bank account. And, and, you know, you could probably weather the storm a little bit and go out and raise some debt, you know, through the bond markets or whatever it is, or raise some stock, you know, like, you know, uh, like, like the article said, so they could have gone out and got cheap forms of capital that weren't public assistance. And I think that's where the major backlash is. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sandy is joining us. Sandy, who was from is from Yes, I Am Cheap and has been on uh, this show many times. Sandy says the holes were gaping. Why? But banks did favor larger companies. Come on. A- absolutely. They did, Sandy. 100%. But, but think about yourself as a business owner, your your biggest banking relationships. And, and if so, let's say that I'm Shake Shack. And, and I'm not taken care of more quickly than somebody who has five employees. And, and I'm doing all of this volume business with you. I think I'd have a right as Shake Shack to be angry that I didn't get uh, uh, preferential treatment from my, from my bank. I, th- I think they'd have a right, George, to be angry. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's again, at the end of the day, if, if, if the rules state that you qualify, then then you should apply. And, um, you know, I guess if, if, if people weren't so upset about it and there wasn't a backlash, maybe if enough people got funds, they would have kept the money. Right. Um, we were just joking about it before. Like, oh, you know, they realized that it was wrong to take it. And so they want to give it back. I don't even know if there's a way to give back the money. <laughs> I think that's the other thing they need to figure out. But you know, it's like, oh, this seems like it's going to hurt our business in the future. People may not eat at Shake Shack. Uh, we should probably give the money back. That was probably what was going through their mind rather than, hey, we should take advantage of this government you know, assistance. And I get it. Listen, this is unprecedented times. These are unprecedented times. And I think that you know, business owners have a right to protect their business, no matter how big or how small. And so you're just going to go out and maybe apply for this program. And if you get the funds and it works, great. And if you get the backlash, I guess you're going to deal with it after. Uh, so a little lesson in PR crisis here. Widely, widely people to people talking about that. And Ray actually says this because I do want to talk about the PR crisis. Shake Shack CEO, $10 million. Meh, it's not worth the negative press flack, uh, Ray writes. Give it back. Maybe we can save face after using their connections, money and cloud to get their application in first. I think I think Shake Shack doing what making lemons out of lemonade here. I think to some degree, the lesson here is all of us need to be pretty good listeners as to what the what public perception is. They make this may be better than a ten million dollar uh, advertising contract they could sign. It's a very good point, right? They always say, uh, you know, no news. No, what is it? No press is bad press, right? Yeah. You're gonna go out there. People are gonna hear about. Oh, Shake Shack gave back the money. Maybe people will take it out of context. They won't hear about, um, you know, or, or or read about the fact that, uh, you know, well, maybe the ten million could have served, you know many other small businesses rather than this giant corporation that's publicly listed, not a small business, I think, you know, by definition, but again, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think they may get a, a good, you know, sort of recovery out of this once things, you know, return back to normal. So, um, you know, you look at some other restaurant chains like Ruth's Chris, which is also mentioned in a, in a similar article. Uh, they didn't give back the money, right? They made 42 million in profit last year. Um, and so they we'll used see, a loop, like, and they used a loophole to take double the money, to to to, to take my that's, that's yeah. Right. My understanding is they got twenty Wonderful. million dollars, even though they're eligible for ten. 
Uh, I, that is, yeah, that is, you know, that is it. it. It was sort of a who you know type of scenario. And, um, you know, I, I've talked to very few small, you know, true small business owners, less than 25 people that have actually gotten their funding. Uh, I could count on one hand how many people I talked to uh, that, that got this funding. Well, let's talk about a few about a few lessons here. I mean, we talked about the Shake Shack lesson here, George, before we go into the next round and maybe what people should expect. But but I think number one is, is listening and realize that your life to some degree is a PR campaign, but also who you know continues to be important and and connections with people and and i know that some people are blessed to start with these huge connections because of families and if you don't have those i think learning that you're gonna have to try hard to establish these connections is an important point whether you're in business for yourself or not yeah 100 percent um turns out knowing knowing your local business banker uh is probably a good thing um you know, I, I, and this is me being slightly hypocritical because, you know, uh, my company is a, a mobile bank. Uh, we don't have branches. Uh, we, we did work, you know, to, to, to refer people to a great online, you know, financial institutions that were giving out loans. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it is who you know, and, and those relationships do matter um, in a lot of scenarios in life, whether it's getting your kids into USC. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but too soon. Yeah, but, it, but it works, right? And then also maybe gets you a slap on the wrist uh, on the other side. But uh, I mean, listen, the, these banks get bailed out. And so, you know, we've seen it happen with Wells and the accounting scandal. And unfortunately, I think until there's going to be repercussions, these things are going to happen. And so you got to take advantage of it, I guess, you know, as long as maybe think, you know, people aren't getting hurt. Right. But, but that's it. Right. Like, I think it's really difficult to work with these giant financial institutions. Um, and, and, and really it is about personal connections. And, and I think I have hope that the next round, the funding knock on wood, when it happens, um, there'll be more FinTech lenders that get involved. So the squares and the stripes and the, um, and the PayPal's of the world. And I think that will help the smaller, uh, business owner. Yeah, that's good. I want to ask about that. Dive into the next round a little bit. Uh, number one, do you? Do, I'm going to ask you to put on your 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 crystal ball uh, hat, and do you expect that this second round of funding that people are talking about that that will materialize? And then number two, because of all this blowback, you think it'll be handled uh, differently? Yeah, good questions. Um, I think the quickest way to get it done will probably be to do it the same way, but I do think there's enough blowback that they won't want a repeat of this. Probably be a little bit more accountability. Um, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I do hope it does happen because, um, you know, I think, I think um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this on our next podcast, but freelancers who were supposed to get access to funds, right, for the first time ever to apply for a loan through the SBA, um, by the time they were able to apply, I think the funds were already out. Um, and so, um, you know, I would hope that they're going to refresh the pot here and, and help the, the smaller businesses uh, moving forward. So um, optimistically, I'd, I'd say yes. I want to ask you about uh, about you guys because uh, a part of your whole banking platform, George, is this thing called PayArmor that 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 people uh, depend on, which is uh, people in the gig economy, people that are small business owners. If they're uh, if if the people they have contracts with are slow to pay or their customers don't pay, you guys, it's like um, it's protection against that. Have you when you were here a month ago, you said you'd seen. Some uptick and you were expecting more. Have you actually seen a lot more uptick in people having to use their pay armor? 
Yeah, we've um, we've seen a lot of folks, um, you know, recently become, you know, like qualified. Again, this is sort of a, a risk management exercise on our behalf, right? And so we're like we're making sure that there's lots of good behavior on the platform, and we're seeing people come in, um, you know, still conducting business, which is encouraging. If you know, we have mostly freelancers and independent contractors on our platform, so there's still work being done, um, and and successfully invoicing their clients, and so we have seen. Um, an uptick, you know, it's actually been our <laughs> last quarter was our best quarter despite everything. Wow. Uh, so uh, we're, we're incredibly encouraged to see that, uh, you know, moving forward. We'll see if that was a lagging, you know, sort of indicator or not, um, how the next sort of three months go. But but so far, it's been it's been pretty positive. In just a couple minutes, uh, George and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion about Shake Shack giving back the money and the PPP in general and uh, some of the lessons we can all learn from that. But uh, first, I'd like to say a big thank you to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. If you're a small business owner, choosing the right retirement plan right now might be the furthest thing from your mind. However, remember that when things return to normal, it's going to be a competitive workplace and there's a lot of people looking for jobs and you want your company to stand out. And a way to do that is to offer a good retirement plan. What's frustrating is you may know or may think that retirement plans, by and large, pretty expensive to administer. And that's where Ubiquity Retirement and Savings differentiates themselves. Because if you're a small business owner, choosing that right plan might seem complicated, but Ubiquity makes it easy to save for the future on your terms, within your budget. In just a few clicks, you'll see 401k plans designed by experts online, or you can talk to them and tailor a plan specifically that meets your needs and the needs of your employees. Their affordable flat fee plans start at just $75 a month. Whether you're a solopreneur, you have a team of 100 employees, everyone gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at MyUbiquity. Dot com. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. And um, hopefully someday, George, people are going back to work. That would be nice to see instead of so many people unemployed right now. A number is a staggering number in comparison to the, the history of unemployment in this country. So I do hope we could you know, get folks back to work. I don't think it's going to be you know, it's not going to be normal, uh, but I do yeah. think that there'll be some, you know, interesting like, hey, working from home, you know, you've been doing it, but it's yeah. not so bad anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. attached to it. <laughs> working in my sweatpants. Yeah, it's great. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's Levi's stock might go down. Though. That's that's right. We're, we're doing a piece, by the way, we're getting ready a piece for Stacking Benjamins about uh, with an HR expert who's talking about, hey, these Zoom calls, there is some etiquette. Like, like everybody's having these painful Zoom calls with kids running around the background and people dressed like they didn't dress for work and not. It's still a place of business. And she is an interesting piece we're going to talk about. But, George, back to this on Shake Shack, giving back $10 million. What do you think the big takeaway is here? Yeah, for me, I would say, um, listen, it's okay to be frustrated, right? These government, what did we expect? It's a government program that was sort of railroaded through uh, in about two weeks, uh, you know, in order to respond, uh, you know, to a crisis. It's funny, uh, you know, we are we live in a capitalistic society, and uh, the hard thing that we have to do here is figure out how to get sort of social programs administered in this country. We should probably set those up ahead of time, preparing for the next disaster, because we'd be foolish to think there might not be another one. But with that said, um, you know, harping on the point we talked about, I think, you know, okay to be frustrated, build relationships, you know, early and often with your local small business banker, 
and and be persistent. You know, try to keep some cash in the bank. Take advantage of these programs. I do believe that there will be another round of funding uh, that is coming, and uh, and and hopefully, you know, again, you just gotta as a small business owner think on your feet. You know. Uh, pivot to, uh, uh, you know, to, um, uh, online and delivery, uh, using gift cards, you know, there's all sorts of great in- intuitive things that I've seen, uh, small business owners do. So, uh, keep your chin up and, and, and keep, uh, pr- persisting. I think that's the, the best thing we can do. Yeah. My subset of your takeaway that I want to reiterate is this idea of relationships and not, not just with your, I mean, here it's with your banker, right? But, but it's frustrating. Some people are born with access to great relationships and other people aren't. And, and is it fair? No, it's not fair, but that doesn't mean it's not the way it is. Right. I think it was uh, Jack Welch. who just passed away, George, who said to deal with reality the way it is, not the way you wish it were. Right. And, yeah. and, and I wish we all had access to the same relationships, but if you're not, you still have to build them. And it's just another, this is another, uh, uh, I don't know if horrible is the right word, but just another time it's been thrown in our face that relationships, relationships, relationships. So very, very uh, frustrating time for a lot of people, but I'm with you. Keep your chin up because hopefully there's, there's more on the way. And if not, regardless, we'll, we'll hopefully see the economy shortly begin to reopen. Uh, maybe not as fast as a Jacksonville beach, but we may, we may, we, too soon, we may see the, <laughs> it's okay. we, we may see the economy open. All right, George, if, if people want to find you and uh, your company, where do they find you? Yeah, we're at uh, joust.com, um, J-O-U-S-T. We've got, uh, we've got a deal, um, you know, uh, get.joust.com slash M-W-F. Uh, you want to take advantage of uh, some free payments processing, which you know, it's our small part to do. So when you send invoices, we're, we're giving some credits away. Um, but, uh, yeah, come, come check us out joust.com. Uh, we'd love to have you as a, as a customer. And, uh, uh, just to tell you about my relationship with joust, we, uh, Bobby and I finally got our, uh, company together and we funded our joust account. And I got to tell you, George, it was super easy. Like it was, it was just, I, I, I have never opened a, a, a banking account on an app with my thumbs before, before this, the fact that I could do it with my thumbs, pretty, pretty damn amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We try to make it easy, uh, you know, do it from one hand in bed and, and have that sort of, um, um, I don't know, that ephemeral, uh, experience where you're like, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And in two minutes you've got an account. Right? It, it, I think it, that's, it was fantastic. And I had one little hiccup, uh, uh, funding the account and you know what Lance from your team within, I'm going to say, six minutes was there to help and we were off and running. So it's guys, it's, it's fantastic. Try.joust.com forward slash MWF for the free credits or check it out at joust.com. George, we'll see you again tomorrow as we're going to talk about the gig economy and maybe some people that got left behind. Yeah. Thanks Joe. Always a pleasure. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Cini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. 
As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.